morning, everybody. Everybody's well. Happy Monday. Monday? Yeah, happy Monday. Hope everyone's had a great weekend. This is a, uh, a very intense week for the Jewish calendar. Again, wherever you're from, background, denomination, we love you. Stay with us. This is the week called the nine days. As you can tell from, for those who are watching me on video, you can tell from my facial hair. We have a custom to not shave during this period of time as a sign of mourning. And what we are mourning is the destruction of the temple that is, we're commemorating with God's help on Sunday. And so this week really is a week um, that's, I guess, the most intense week as we prepare ourselves for that. It's really a holiday, believe it or not. Because even in the day of destruction, we know that there's a chance for the future and hope, which will take place, hopefully not, hopefully we'll see redemption, but it'll, if not, we'll take, it'll take place on Sunday. So much of what we're trying to accomplish in this world really is hidden in these days. This is the days of destruction. I remember when I was uh, a kid, a young lad, um, I was a huge sports fanatic and I played on our varsity team in school and high school and there was one time in which we had lost the playoffs in my junior year and I was beside myself and I was you know it's you know these guys it's amazing you see a bunch of guys like we're a bunch of tough guys and then the game's over, everybody's crying and like, you know, comforting each other. It's, it's a incredible moment. I remember my coach quoted, I don't remember who. And he said to me that if you're crying because you lost, it means you believed you had a chance to win. And that's a healthy thing, to fight to win. Meaning if you walk out of a game and you're like, whatever, you lost by 40 it's not even a game. You had no chance. But when you lose by two, you'll never forget it. When you spend the time remembering that there was once a time of great godliness in this world, and you bring yourself to that memory and you feel the mourning, then that's a sign that you have a chance to bring that, to do that, to bring more godliness into your life, into the world, which is why this period of time is so critical. We've been talking about this concept of, it really, it's personal destruction. It's not destruction from a place of we're destroying something. It's really destruction from a place of what we're not becoming. It's the, it's the lack of realization of who we are, which is exactly what we're celebrating here. And one of the things that we've been speaking about over the past few weeks is, is this, all the reasons why we're not more. The need for external validation. The feeling that I'm not enough. The feeling that I'm too old or too this or too that. There's always some reason that pops in that convinces us that where I am right now is not the right place for where to be. That's a constant theme that takes place in our minds. Where I am right now is not where I should have been. It's not where I, I, I could have been. I could have been much more. 
I could have done, I, I could have done this earlier. There's this voice that reminds us that wherever I'm up to in life, I should have been here already. I should have done this already. I'm on the wrong pace. There's always someone younger that has figured this out already. I wish I would have known this when I was younger. If I remember correctly, we spoke about like investments. I wish I would have started investing when I was younger. I wish I would have bought that house before the market exploded. I wish I would have moved then. Like there's always that feeling of, I wish I would have. And I wish I would have is an incredible drain on our energy. As soon as you engage in something, it requires mental energy. And one of the great suckers of that energy, one of the great uh, areas that pull away the energy that we need to do great things is this, this feeling of regret. Had I only... You do something, and the minute you do it, you go, had I only done this 10 years ago? And then all of a sudden, you're in that space. That's it. You lose. Now, the, the precious energy. Remember those days of ego depletion? We spoke about this. Baumaster, ego depletion, discipline, this, this limited resource that we have. As opposed to using every ounce of discipline, which is the most valuable resource we have to do anything, and applying it to the task at hand. Applying it to what I'm learning, applying it to what I have to learn, applying it to what I'm doing. Now there's like a piece of us that says, man, had you. And then you go, ah, and now your brain goes into that imagination area and starts to like drain your battery. It's like when you have your iPhone on and you, you're, you don't know why you left the house at 90 and now you're at 22. You're like, how'd that happen? And then you go to Apple and it's like, well, these are things that are sucking your battery. It's still looking for the Wi-Fi code. You're on maximum brightness. You have 1,700 apps open. It's going to drain your battery. And as you're walking around, you're like, wait, I'm at 24. Now I got to put myself on low battery and the screen's got to turn off every second. I got to constantly put in my, my, my password again. Yeah, so it happens when everything is on. So it happens. You come out, you get 100% battery in the morning. And all of a sudden, as we get through our day, there's this drain that pops up that we don't even realize called, I wish I would have. And it hits us. Had I known this about my kids, now it's too late. They're already out of the house. I wish I would have. I wish I would have. And then the best wish I would have are the stuff that like isn't even in your control. I wish I would have known. I love that. I wish I would have known. Well, you didn't know. I know, but I wish I would have known. That's awesome. I wish I would have known. Okay, that's great. I wish I would have, you want to play a game? I wish I would have now. I wish I would have known. And now it's like the energy, just like the battery power starts to go 99, 90, 85, 80. Nothing's getting done. I'm just living in the world of I wish. And then you wonder like, 
why am I so exhausted? It's 11 o'clock in the morning. It's 2.30. I need another shot of coffee. Well, coffee you can always use, but like, yeah, that's why, that's why we're so exhausted for. Because I wish I would have sucks energy. It's not free. Nothing's free in this world. You don't think for free. You think you think for free? Thinking requires mental energy. You only have a certain amount of mental energy every single day. It's not free. You get an allocation of energy. If it goes into thinking, that allocation goes down. It's not free. You got to go back to bed. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have done this before. Why did I take this route? And of course, when wherever we are, yesterday seems so much easier, right? Had I just gone to school for this for seven years, I would have been done by now. Yeah, that's simple. This is a drain. And what it does is it sucks away our ability to be right now in a, in a position where we can learn and grow and change. Let me tell you the other drain. The other drain is, where would I rather be but here? It's a big drain in our lives. But what about this? But what about that? Should I be doing this? Should I go there? What about that? 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 There's this sense of what's next? What's next? What's over the hill? What should I be doing? What should I be doing? What should I be? Should I be here? Should I be there? Should I, did I make the right choice? I said to you the other day, um, I think I said this here. Did I say this here? I don't remember. You'll tell me. Somebody please tell me when I would be on the TSA lines that I say that here, you know, how hard I worked on myself, you know, how hard I worked on myself when I go to an airport and there's like 17 options for lines. JFK doesn't have that as much. I said that here. Yeah. JFK doesn't have this as much. I'll tell you where they have it big time. Denver. You ever go to, you ever fly to Denver? Holy mackerel. There's like a hundred choices of lines and you're like as you make one move you're thinking oh i'm in the wrong place i should have gone there i should go there i should go there should i move there should i go there should i go there should i go to that one that one's moving oh that one's moving oh my god there's a family there's a family oh it's taking them forever holy mackerel what's gonna be pull out the passports pull out the passports how many passports do you have can you and the other line they're, they're travelers they got this down how did i pick how did i pick how I once had heard of some podcast with Malcolm Gladwell. And Gladwell's like, wherever I go, that's just what line I'm on. Hard I worked on myself. Take out a book online. I have to like prepare myself for the lines. Because when I'm on a line, I have to like be doing something productive so that I don't feel that I'm in the wrong line. I have to allow time to not be like, I, I need to get to the next place. So I have to like download the right thing to listen to or read the right thing so that when I'm on the line, I'm happy where I am. Well, I go out of my mind. It's how like we are in life. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Do I got to go there? Do I got to go there? Why am I like this for if you look through what's in front of us every single day, God sends us pretty much what he needs of us. Every single day, we got what to do. And if you do it really well, 
it'll open up the door to what's next. By bemoaning what, what, where we weren't and by over-anticipating where I need to be now as opposed to right here, all we're doing is we are draining the battery. And so when you get to your day to do the things you have to do, as mundane as they may be, you're exhausted. And what happens is mental exhaustion starts by sucking away your concentration. So you're physically present, but you're mentally exhausted. So that you can't really do the job well because you don't have the amount of discipline you need to focus. I just I read this cool, awesome thing about Warren Buffett and um, um, Bill Gates. It's really cool. This, this, I, just, I read this years ago and I forgot it. And then I read this recently and like, I couldn't believe it. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates were friends. I think it's Bill Gates' mom made the connection. I don't remember how it worked. Basically, Bill Gates was like, I'm not meeting this guy. I'm, he's, he's like a stock guy. Like, I'm not a trader. I'm building a company. So I think, I think it was Bill Gates' mom who knew Warren Buffett, who said, you got to come meet the guy. And they show up, the Gates, both of them, husband and wife, and they were like blown away. And they became close friends. Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, which is like, phenomenal you think, think about like just amount of wealth in that friendship that's why warren buffett ended up giving over to bill gates an enormous amount of money uh, as a donation to the foundation so there was a dinner party that they were at and the two of them were there alone and it's with bill gates's parents and bill gates's father is sitting around the table and he says to both of them i want you to write down on a piece of paper the one thing that made you successful. Ready for this? I mean, this is like, is this not like, forget about it. Like, as this is going on, I'm like salivating. And they took out a piece of paper, both of them, and they wrote down one thing that made them successful and they turned it over. So that on both of their, near both their plates was a piece of paper that had the one thing that made each of them successful separately. They wrote it down. So they had to give it to the dad and the dad opens it up and it was the exact same word. How cool is that? And he turns both the papers and they had the same word on it. The word was focus. Focus. The two of them, their own level of ultra billionaire, live in two totally separate worlds. One was building a software company. One was building an investment holding company. But they both understood what we're talking about. Which is all I have is this moment. And I need to be mindful. I need to be vigilant over the borders around my mind. Because it is only my focus that allows me to be successful. If my mind gets pulled in yesterday or in tomorrow 
I was talking to somebody recently who was upset at himself for something. And he goes, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. I said, how do you know the way it's supposed to be? And he goes, what do you mean? Look at, look at people's lives. I said, whose lives? What are you talking about? And then he like shows me his Instagram account. He scrolls on Instagram and like, you know, you know, he's looking at someone else's life on a screen. Everybody else is doing what they're doing. And he's like, doesn't have it. And not only is he not focused on who he wasn't, he's now focused on the fact that because he doesn't have what someone else has, something's wrong with him. You know how damaging this is to our minds? And we think like, what's the difference? It's just an emotion. The difference is, is that it sucks away our greatest asset, which is our focus. Getting lost in the excuses of what I'm not or where I don't need to go that I should go to, or this isn't where I should be now because there are screens that show me other people's lives and that show me where I should be. All of this stuff, that's not free thinking. That's not just a thought. That costs more money. That costs more than money. Money can't buy you focus. Money can't buy you time. Money can't buy you true success. It's attention. It's focus. And when you hear that negative voice come into your head, that negative thing, you ever have that negative voice that brings you back to conversations that you had years ago and now you're the hero of the story saying all the right lines or brings you forward to some circumstance in which you can come into which will never really do and will never really happen or it brings you into some worry or some regret that you can never change as soon as that voice starts you have to realize that voice in your mind is your greatest enemy. Because that voice is sucking the battery dry. That voice is why we're on low battery all the time. And why we can't sit and concentrate. Or we can't walk with a bounce in our step. Or we can't be in an environment where we're able to fully be us without having to like distract ourselves. That voice is why people have to go on vacation and distract themselves from their lives versus being fully invested in their lives and getting excited about every single day because every single day is an opportunity to become more of me. Why do I got to leave me? What's wrong with me and my life? It's exhaustion. But the exhaustion isn't physical anymore. The exhaustion is mental. There was a time where we used to wake up in the morning, work 20-hour days, come home and be happy. I know, not because I lived it, because my grandmother told me about those days where she was on a farm and she picked her own clothes and food and worked 20-hour days. But at the end of it, she was happy. 
because she wasn't, I wish I was, or I wish I wasn't, or how come they have? She was physically exhausted, but she was emotionally satisfied. Now we're physically satisfied. We can work from a laptop, but emotionally and mentally we're drained. And until we can put the borders back and start to build our focus and our happiness, it's going to be hard for us to really achieve our success. Believe it or not, that's, that's what this week's about. It's the focus. We'll talk about it with God's help. All right, everybody. Have an awesome day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Hope you have a great day.